God bless you and welcome back to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you for joining me again today. Yogi and Boo Boo, Abbott and Costello, Laurel and Hardy, Batman and Robin, Ben and Jerry. What do these names have in common? Partners in laughs, partners in crime fighting, and partners in ice cream making. So what makes a good partnership? And is it better to have a partner or to go solo? Do you have all the resources you need by yourself to do the things you want to accomplish? We will consider the possible benefits of having a partner in today's episode. So partner up and give a listen. My list of partners in the introduction is somewhat comical. But seriously, having a good partner is very helpful. I have a management partnership with my CPA that helps me make the wisest decisions for my tax purposes. Now, if I don't listen to them, I won't get the benefits that they offer. So the question is, who do you partner with and will you listen to them? The next question is, will you be equal partners or will there be a senior partner and a junior partner? I realize that in my life, I need God to be my senior partner. The work of life can be so hard. Going it alone can leave one scarred. The progress of motion, this will retard. Perhaps we need a partner. But who do we trust to show the way? Who can we work with every day? Who decides who gets the final say? Do we follow a tyrant or a partner? They say two heads are better than one. With two you can get more things done. Consider the option of father and son and family you're more than a partner. Given an office and a job to do, father's there for you to come to, giving you ideas so brand new, working together as a partner. The processes of life are God's design. The steps we should take, his words define. He waits patiently for us to get in line and let him be our senior partner. I think I'll give up being my own master. With God, things get done so much faster. Trying without him leads only to disaster. I think I'll let God be my senior partner. Partnership can be a very simple relationship. It means you're working together. I recognize that in modern-day business, there are many different types of partnerships. So what kind of partnership do you have with God? The Word says we have a working relationship with our Father God. Let's read in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. It says we are laborers together with God. The words together with comes from the Greek prefix sun. It is the same prefix used for our identity with Christ. This word shows a tight union between two people. The context shows challenges in the Corinthian church where people were divided or they were exalting one minister over another. Paul attempts to correct this attitude by showing that each individual has a part in the outreach of the gospel. One plants, one waters, but it is God that gives the increase. This shows the need that we participate with the Father to fulfill the Great Commission. The great part is that we're not alone in our walk or work with the Lord. This shows relationship between us and the Father. So how is your relationship with the Father? 
Have you recognized his voice calling out to you? He has given us instructions in the Bible, and he is now waiting for us to partner with him. The issues I set out in the poem were, firstly, do we go it alone? Secondly, are we willing to work with God and participate in his plan? Next, do we recognize that in sonship we have access directly to the Father? That's family. Also, do we recognize his faithfulness and goodness to be there to help? And then because of his faithfulness, the realization that as the father of the prodigal waited for his son to return, God waits for us to come to him and live together with him. And finally, our willingness to relinquish control and let him be the senior partner. How does your life line up with these elements? When we look back at accounts throughout Scripture, we see how God worked with different individuals to help them in their lives. We can see where they succeeded or failed in their partnership with him. Consider this section in Genesis chapter 2 where God worked with Adam. Verse 18, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. So to begin with, God says it's not good for man to be alone. And so God began to search for a helpmeet for Adam and started by making a bunch of animals. Pets are nice, and though their capacity to help us can be great, They are not the best helpmate for us. It says that God brought the animals to Adam. God has now done his part. Now it's up to Adam. Adam could have sat there and stared at them, but Adam jumped in and participated and named the animals. We see God as senior partner here because he's the one that made the animals. Don't know about you, but trying to do God's part has always failed for me. There's a joke about some scientist that comes to God and says, we don't need you anymore to make people. We can create them in a laboratory. God says, okay, let's see. So the scientist goes outside and reaches down to grab some dirt to put into a test tube. And God interrupts and says, hey, make your own dirt. How are you doing with making your own resources? For those who are humble, we recognize that all our resources come from our Father God. And continuing on the subject of humility, we need to recognize that all the good things in life come from the Father of lights, according to James 1.17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Trying to play God is really a bad game, one we will never win. We have to always remember his goodness is following us, and providing for us. One of the next accounts of God working with someone was with Noah. We pick up the story in Genesis chapter 6, verse 13. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. 
The length of the arch shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. So as senior partner, God warns Noah of his executive decision to start over again. He informs Noah, his junior partner, of a need to build an ark. He tells him what he needs to do and gives him the details concerning the job. There's a saying that God does not call the equipped, he equips the called. If the Lord has given you a word, a dream, a vision, that's just the beginning. He's there to help you walk through or into that which he has given you. He's never one to give you a task and then pat you on the head and say, Good luck, kid. The Lord is always there to provide his grace to enable us to complete the task. God also worked with Abraham. God gave him a promise and a covenant. Actually, when God gave him the promise, his name was Abram, which means exalted father. God worked with him and at one point actually changed his name to Abraham, which means father of a multitude. How's that for giving vision? Now, as time went by, unfortunately, Abraham got impatient and didn't follow the plan God had given him. The junior partner listened to the wrong voice, and now we are still having problems with the fruit of his actions. We need to make sure we stay true to the plan our senior partner has given us. We need to listen to that still small voice from our Father God, the only one worthy to be our senior partner. The next person to consider as a partner with God is Moses. The relationship between the two of them is described with this phrase, And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. I'd say that was a pretty good partnership. We need to recognize that as his children, he is speaking to us also as a father and child. There are many companies that are named after the father and include the phrase, and son. And of course, that includes daughters. God works with his kids. His intent in creating the universe was for the earth, and the earth was made for humanity, and we all were made to have fellowship with him. We were made to work with him. Remember, he put Adam into the garden to dress it and keep it. That's work. I have a very small garden, and it's a lot of work. I plant and hopefully remember to water, but it is God that gives the increase. Let's look at one verse that describes how Moses and God work together. We pick it up in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 5. Who, talking about the priest, serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle, for see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. God showed Moses the pattern or design or blueprint of the tabernacle. Moses was admonished to follow God's design that he had showed him. How many times does God admonish or warns us to follow closely what his word tells us? And then there is that still small voice that speaks to us all the time. The Holy Spirit is within to guide us and teach us and help us become more Christ-like. The question is, Are we listening to the senior partner? Like father, like son, Jesus also worked with his disciples. We see this in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. 
And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Jesus tells them to go into the villages round about where he would eventually show up to prepare the people for his arrival. But he didn't just give them words only. He gave them power, authority to do the miraculous. In everything we are called to do, we are given everything we need to accomplish the task. The Father God began this process by sending Jesus to reconcile us so that we could be together. And Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to equip us completely. What will you do with the gift of salvation? And what will you do with the gift of the Holy Spirit? God has made his move. Now it's up to you. And he continues to move and work within us according to Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Our senior partner has made his abode within us by way of his spirit, according to Ephesians chapter 2. This ensures our connection. This ensures we have his ability within us. And this should ensure us that we are his children and as our Father, that he would continue to help us. And that he continues to help us. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 and 21, that continues this. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom he glory forever and ever. Amen. So he makes you perfect in every good work to do his will. But that only happens if we partner with him. He's working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, but that only happens when you partner with him and allow him to work in your heart. We allow the things of the world to distract us and lie to us that they are better than what God has for us. When will we allow the complete work of Jesus to wash away all the junk of the world? When will we lay it down at his feet, at his cross? A while back I was at a men's fellowship one evening and it was a wonderful night that I did not want to end. So when I got home, I turned the lights low and began pacing in my living room, walking in prayer and thanksgiving. I had worship music playing. It was a wonderful atmosphere, and as I paused one moment at my front door, I felt the manifest presence of God show up. At that moment, I thanked the Lord and said, Thank you for showing up. To which his voice echoed, Thank you for showing up. God has been waiting since the beginning of time and since the fall of Adam to have a family with which he could fellowship. He wanted a family to share his love with. In a family, there is a father and there are children. The father is the one that is supposed to be in charge. Well, our heavenly father is large and in charge, but he is also our Abba, our intimate father who holds us close so that we can feel the warmth of his breath upon our faces. When, as the prodigal son, will we come to our senses and go home to our father? 
When will we let him shower us with his love? When will we allow him to give all the provision we need? When will we partner with him? In Luke chapter 2, verse 49, Jesus responds to Mary's question of why did he disappear on them? His response was, Know ye not that I must be about my father's business? Depending on your Bible version, it either says business or house. But either one indicates partnership. It indicates a close relationship. You've been called to the family of God. You are not called to be a loner. And you're definitely not called to be a renegade. Our Abba Father wants us to join with him in his plan of salvation for our lives. He awaits you to join with him in a partnership of love.